Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 640 and session number 200 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week. We're going to do it again here today. And yes, I did say episode or session 200, which is insane that that means that for 200 weeks, and actually it's been a little bit longer because I've skipped a few ascots to actually talk about a few other topics or whatever, but there's been 200 sessions of me coming on and answering questions from you, the listener, and I want you to keep sending them in. So if you have not done so and you want to, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do it there in a voicemail and a comment. You can also head over to the YouTube channel at theamazingsellertv.com and you can ask a question there. And actually, today's question does come in from a recent YouTube video that I published, and it was actually also a Facebook Live that I did. I've been actually recording or actually showing up live on Facebook, answering questions and talking about certain, you know, certain questions or topics, and uh, and then from there, if they if they're good, if I think that they're valuable, uh, then I will go ahead and repurpose them and I'll put them up on YouTube. So. If you've been uh, not paying attention to my YouTube channel, you might want to head over there because there's a ton of great content over there, and you can also ask questions, and that's where this one came in today. So if you do have questions that you want me to answer over there on the old uh, YouTubes, head over to TV.com and you can do it over there, and I do read all the comments, and I do reply. So uh, definitely head over there. And oh, while you're there, do me another quick favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would be awesome, and then click that little that little bell icon so that way there you're notified when I publish new training videos over there. All right, so uh, Again, that's the amazingsellertv.com. All right. Now, before we jump into this question, and I'll give you the question right now, and I'll give you the brief version, and then I'll read it to you. But it was, I need cash flow now, Scott, and I need it fast. What should I do? All right. And that's what we're going to address because there are things that you can do to get cash flow coming in quicker. And then we can be doing other things in the background that we're building towards and, you know, working towards, um, and that's what we'll be talking about. So I do have some ideas there for you um, that I know can uh, get some cash flow flowing, as uh, as you would say. All right, so before we do, I did want to uh, remind you that if you have not grabbed your copy of ecombizbook.com, well, you should, because uh, I've gotten a lot of great feedback so far. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it's been out for about two and a half, maybe three weeks, and uh, it has been getting some really, really good feedback. And what it really is, if you're if you're just hearing about this for the first time, it's really a way to validate whether it's your current market or maybe you don't know what market you're going to go into. It'll help you uh, get very clear on that. It'll also validate the market, find the sub-markets, the sub-niches, as we call them, and then from there, finding the products, finding the traffic, knowing if you can build this thing out to be a future-proof brand. And that's really what we go through in this 10-step formula that's inside of ecombizbook.com. So if you haven't grabbed it, go over and grab it, and uh, you can find that over at ecombizbook.com. Nice little easy link to remember there. And uh, yes, you will buy me a cup of coffee. So I'll just throw that out there. You guys know I love my coffee, but uh, you know, it is something that I believe will add a tremendous amount of value to you. And even if it just 
validates your market, gives you the roadmap that you have to go out there and execute on, it will be well, well worth that cup of coffee. All right, so uh, go go grab your copy. All right, so before we jump in, I got one more thing, one more quick story I want to share with you. And you guys always know I like to share my story, uh, you know, on the Friday episodes. And this one here is pretty cool. This just happened yesterday. All right, and it really goes to prove that when you take action, you may not see the rewards right away, but you can in the future. And there's something that happened recently uh, with my daughter, Kayla, uh, who actually uh, last year, around this time, about 11 months ago now, we went to a Yankee game. So you guys know, longtime listeners, that I'm a Yankee fan. I have been for years. My father raised me that way. And now we've raised our kids that way. Uh, And so my daughter, who's a big, big Aaron Judge fan, huge Aaron Judge, probably the the biggest, everyone says they're the biggest, the biggest fan out there, right? And uh, so we went to a game last, uh, last spring, spring training in Tampa, and we watched a game and Aaron was playing and he had a, he just came off the season with a, uh, with an injured shoulder. So they were rehabbing it, but he was in the game and, uh, we were right front row in, uh, right by the, uh, right by the dugout. So every time he came off in right field, we would see him, he'd smile because we had these big obnoxious signs up and he would see us. Right. So my daughter, Kayla wanted to get his autograph. Of course, what kid doesn't want to get Aaron Judge's autograph, right? So uh, he came over, he fist bumped her, which was amazing, right? And uh, and he said, I'll come over later and give you uh, you know, an autograph because we had a ball ready with a pen. And, uh, and he was coming off in innings, you know? Well, about the fourth inning, he disappeared. He left the game and he went down in the trainer's room probably and either got worked on or had some rehab done. Well, like whatever, right? Whatever he had to do, never came back. So, well, Kayla was heartbroken, you know, she's like, oh my God, you know, she was crying and, you know, and, you know, she was upset and I, I get it, right? She was a 10 year old kid then she's 11 now. And so we got home and everything and it was still cool. She got a fist bump and he smiled at us and he, he knew he's seen us because we were so obnoxious with our signs. And, uh, so long story short is my wife, uh, found the address to send in letters and actually found even to send one to his parents' house. And, uh, so we sent him a couple of, uh, little notes. One had a picture of us so he could see the whole family with all of our signs up. So he would remember. And then, um, basically, uh, Kayla wrote him a letter saying like, you know, it was such an amazing experience to see you and have you a fist bump. And I, I, you know, I really wished I would have gotten your autograph. You had said you were going to, but you had to leave because you had something with your shoulder and I understand. Uh, and here's a card. If you could just sign it, that would be amazing. Well, it's been over 11 months and we got nothing. Well, yesterday we got this envelope in the mail and we had no, we kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you. And, uh, so we just had this little, it was like a little, uh, just a little five by seven envelope. And there was no return address to it, but it was set, it was addressed to Kayla. So we left it there for when she got home from school. And so she comes home from school and they start to open it. And then immediately my wife knew that it was, it was the card and it was the note. So he sent everything back that, you know, we had sent and, she, and he had autographed the baseball card. So yes, she was excited. We were excited. Everyone's excited. But my point is this, if she never took action and wrote that letter in, you know, hoping that he would write back, not knowing, you know, it's a gamble, right? In a sense, but because she did, it paid off. 
And that's just like us, right? You might put out a piece of content today that doesn't get any traffic or any traction, and then 11 months later, it does. Or you might launch a product today, and it doesn't really take off, but you keep working at it, you keep working at it, and eventually, it starts to pick up, right? We have to understand that the more that we put out there, the chances that we, you know, that we, uh, or if we increase the amount of times that we do something or that we actually put something out there, there's a better chance that something can happen. And that's really what I want this little, this little Aaron Judge and my daughter story to bring back full circle is that you never know unless you do something. Now, she could have sat there and said, I wish I would have wrote him a letter. I don't know if he would have sent back, right? But because she did, she was rewarded with that letter being sent back, which was pretty amazing. And you got a happy little 11-year-old. We were all happy. It's exciting. And now we're looking forward to going to spring training again this year, which we have a game coming up again. So uh, yeah, we're pretty happy. Anyway, always know that taking action is the best the best thing that you can possibly do in order to get a result, all right? If you don't take the action, can't get a result, okay? And the effect here was, and I always say the take action effect, the effect here was, she got it returned. She got the autograph. Happy kid, right? Because she went out there and just said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. All right. So let's dive in. Let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, read this question. Normally I said, let's let's uh, listen, but let's read this question. Now this came in from, and I'm going to try to pronounce the name Salima, I believe. And it was from YouTube. And the question reads this. Okay. Love these videos, Scott. Thank you. Would you recommend starting selling a product on Amazon for cash flow? If you cannot decide on a brand and have already spent a lot of time on product research, or do you recommend building cash flow in a different way and build a brand on Amazon slowly? If if you were starting needing to get cash flow, going to that nine to five, what or to avoid going to that nine to five, what would you do if you were in this point in your life? All right, so it's a great question. Now, there's a lot of variables there, and I got six steps here I'm going to give you, okay, and anyone else listening right now, okay, if you're in this situation, this is what I would do, okay? Now, I have different qualifications now because there's things that I've done, and I always kind of try to remind people that as you're working through this, as you're learning the process, you're learning, you're building skill sets. So right now where I am, you know, at this part of my life, I could probably go out there and do some business consulting. I could probably just go to a brick and mortar and do some business consulting. I could probably go, probably even talk Facebook ads and get some local, you know, targeted traffic to these local businesses. I could do that. I know I could. I've got the skill set now. Okay. I could do that. So again, look at your own set of skills that you have. What can you do? Even if it's not in the Amazon, you know, space. Okay. What can you do to bring in cash flow? So this way here that can fund your brand and your slow build, which I'm a fan of the slow build be honest with you. And I say slow build 12 to 18 months, you know, that that's about the, you know, the runtime I'm building this thing out. So here's what I would do. Okay. Even if I had no really big skill sets at all that I can lean on, which I think we all do. All right. But let's just kind of take it through these steps. Okay. Step one, I would go and start flipping products on eBay or Amazon or Etsy. Okay, and what I mean by that is I would go buy stuff at a low price and I would then resell it. We also we also call this retail arbitrage, product flipping, uh, thrifting, whatever you want to call it, right? But basically, we're finding stuff that we can then resell. I would even put an ad in the classifieds. Hey, I'll clean out your garage, you know, uh, for free. You clean out the garage, you find a bunch of stuff, and you sell the stuff on eBay and you make a profit. 
Like you could totally do that. You're going to learn the eBay system. You're going to, you're going to learn the Amazon system. If you have, if you have anything that you want to sell on Amazon FBA, or even if you wanted to do, um, you know, fulfilled by merchant Etsy, you could totally do that. Maybe there's things that you can make by hand and then sell them, you know, 10 at a time. Uh, you know, and I look back at us selling our wooden bridges and you guys probably know that story. If you've listened for a while, you know, my wife and I found these wooden bridges. We started to flip these little garden bridges for 130 bucks a pop paying 20, 20, 30 bucks for them. So we did that for a little while, right? So always looking for those opportunities. They're, they're out there guys. My son, uh, recently, you know, he was out there and he's still doing some retail arb on the side. He's going to school full time. He's like, dad, what can I do to bring in a little bit of extra cash? I'm like, you can go ahead and start flipping some products, do it on eBay. It's easy. Have this stuff launched in two seconds. Okay. Amazon's pretty easy too. Um, so he went the eBay route right now. And I told him, I said, here's what you, here's what you should do. Go to a Go to an estate sale and start looking for those VCRs. He's like, VCRs? Who's going to buy VCRs? I go, there's a lot of people that want those VCRs. I don't know why, but they do. So he went there, or he went to a few estate sales, and he started looking for those things, and he found some. And uh, he was shocked because he bought them for like 5 or 10 bucks, and he was selling for 100 bucks. some of them for 120 blown away, okay? So again, it's possible, all right? You just got to go out there and put in a little bit of work. That's a little side hustle that's going to fund your other business, right? Now, step two would be find your market, okay? I've been really driving this point home. Like, we have we have the ability to go into any market that we want as long as you know how to validate the market, as long as you know how to sub-niche down, okay? Really find those sub-markets, right? Don't go after the big fitness market. Go after the over 40 male trying to build muscle market, right? Like, niche yourself down, all right, but again, you have to look at your own, you know, skill set or interests or passions or expertise, all right, and find that market, all right? And then from there, you need to validate the potential of the growth. And this will be a great time for my little shameless plug because that's exactly what we do in the ecom uh, business formula. It's exactly what we do and it's it's really outlined super well inside of ecombizbook.com. So if you go there, you can grab that process and it's a 10 it's a 10-point checklist, in a sense, where you walk through each and every one of those, all right? And it it really allows you to see the market at, you know, its full potential and validate the full potential. Um, so then from there, that would be step two. Find your market, find your sub-markets, and then validate the potential growth, okay? And then if that all checks out, then boom, we go to step three, product research, all right? Product research, I'm looking for products that I can sell one pro or I'm sorry, one or three to five products to one person, one customer. And why is that important? Because it's so much easier to sell, okay, more than one product to that same customer of this of similar items, right? How many times have you bought, you know, two or three things when you're going in for one thing because it's related? There's been a ton of times that I have, depending on what you're going in for, right? Or you're shopping for. All right. So understand that we want to do that because then our marketing becomes easier. Okay, we're not trying to find five different markets. I get people all the time. They're like, well, can I can I do three different markets if I want? You can. It's going to be harder. It's going to be so much easier if you can just focus all of your energy and channel it into a sub-niche with three to five products to start. And then I would have more competitive products in different buckets for later, right? doesn't mean you won't ever be able to sell in those or those products in, those mar- or in that market, okay? But you're not going to be able to do it right off the bat. And that's what we don't want to. Okay, so I would do that product research. Now, you don't even have to source those products yet if you don't want to. If you don't don't have the capital to do it yet, don't worry about it. There's other ways you can still keep building out that business and that brand, okay? So step four 
would be producing the content, okay? And I don't care if you don't, if you don't like writing, then record video. If you don't like recording video, write blog posts. If you don't like recording video and you don't like writing, then do a podcast or, you know, show up on Instagram or show up on Facebook, like do something. We all are capable of doing something. I have a video that I shot with my wife back when we were in the photography space and I spent about three to four hours trying to get a five minute video recorded. And I ended up giving up on that video because I could not do it. Now it's easy because I've done it over and over and over again. And I kept coming back and trying and trying and getting better and getting better. And then also not thinking everything's got to be perfect. All right. So it's really important that you pick a channel. And that, again, that's what we do in the econ business formula is we find the channels that you can then leverage. I love building out my home base where it's basically your blog or your website where we can produce this content. And then that content is assets or there are assets that actually drive business or customers or potential customers attention to the market or from the market to your, your uh, brand, right? And these are like little, little pieces of real estate that you're dropping out there on the internet that are going to lead back. That's where the producing of the content comes in. And there's ways that you can go onto YouTube and find what people are searching for. And even if you're not going to publish on YouTube, use that channel to know what the market's searching for. Um, and again, that's one of the validation pieces. If your product doesn't lend itself to people that are out there searching for either ways to use it or solutions or, uh, you know, how to, you know, play a certain scale on a guitar, like if that's your market or, you know, how to catch more bass in a pond, like all of those things, if it doesn't check out, it's going to be harder to do the, the external build. Um, and to me, that's really where we want to be focusing a lot of our time for the 12 to 18 months, because we can then start getting organic traffic coming over to our properties that lead people to our products, but also lead people to our email list, lead people over to our blog, where we can then, we can monetize that with affiliate offers or through AdSense or AdThrive or Mediavine or any of these other networks, but we'll have the traffic coming in, but it's a slow build 12 to 18 months. Okay. Maybe longer. Okay. And then step five is building that email list. And when we build the email list, we're getting attention of the people in our market. And then from there, I get to tell those people about the content that I just produced in step four, okay? And I can drive that traffic over there, okay? Even if it's 10 people, I got 10 people now to see that blog post, which before I'd post the blog post and hope that it was you know found by Google and people started seeing it. I can speed that process up by building that email list and I build a relationship with them at the same time, all right? And then step six, Repeat steps four and five consistently, all right? Produce content, build email list, right? And then just repeat those and just keep doing that. Do your side hustle, eBay, flipping products, Amazon, flipping products, Etsy, whatever. Keep doing that. And if you can, maybe you start going into the market that you, you've discovered and now you're going to just say, you know what? I'm just going to flip products that are in my market, right? If you're into the uh, guitar market, you might go to garage sales and look for old used guitar stuff. And then you're going to start getting into that market with that. So there's ways to do that. All right. But you have to do it consistently. All right. So let me recap. Step one, side hustle, cash flow, eBay, flip products, Amazon, flip products, Etsy, flip products. Step two, find your market, start working on your brand. Okay. Find that sub market or even the sub sub market. Okay. The sub niche validate the potential growth. Okay, by going through that process of seeing if you you can go out there and build external channels and, and external traffic. All right. Step three, do your product research, 
three to five products that you know that you could probably launch once you do have the funds, okay? Start with one, then go to the second, then the third, all right? That one customer can buy more than one product and then create buckets for later products, okay? Ones that are a little too competitive right now, but once you have a, a following or once you have you know attention or once you have traffic, then you can probably leverage that traffic to launch more competitive products. And then step four, produce content, pick a channel, whether it's a blog, whether it's YouTube, whether it's uh, Facebook, Instagram. I like blog and YouTube because it's more evergreen content, but start wherever you can start. And then step five, build that email list, share that content that you just created. And then step six, repeat steps four and five consistently. All right. So side hustle for quick cash, flip those products, and then start building out your brand. And over time, you're going to be surprised at what you learn from doing all this. You start learning the market really, really well. And then you start to really get a a rhythm and a flow and momentum. And then everything becomes easier. Okay. It's not ever going to be easy, but it will become easier. All right. So guys, hopefully this has helped you. All right. And again, if you want help validating that process and the future growth of your business or even taking your current business and, and you know, growing it and scaling it and seeing the external traffic potential and, and how to sell more of your products and all of that stuff, definitely check out ecombizbook.com. Everything is there for you step-by-step walking you through each part of this validation process and also uh, some different ideas on how you can go ahead and start doing this immediately. All right, so ecombizbook.com, check it out. And I think you'll get a ton of value from that. All right. And uh, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 640. And uh, you can grab those over there. And if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, or you can just head over to the YouTube channel at theamazingsellertv.com. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.